0: The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard, our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And Percy, we're going to hear a very personal cancer journey story today.
1: We are. We're going to listen to a story that's going to help us to understand a little more depth with regard to the humanity of being told that you have cancer after having much success and, and great uh, affluence in, in career and having to really dig deep into the foundation and the core of one's faith. It happens
0: to be the story of a very well-known Christian TV personality whom you will meet here on the program coming up in just a moment. Right now we want you to meet God's word because we always open
1: with a verse of scripture. The spiritual nugget for today, Wayne, is found in Psalms 91 verses one through two. And it is he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Verse two, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Mm
0: -hmm. I know that's the testimony of many people that you interact with on a daily basis.
1: Well, when it's all said and done, again, what many people have often said is that I may have given all of my cash to my doctor, but I give all the credit to God.
0: (laughs) I've never heard that one before. That's really good. Uh, Percy, you do spend your life in ministering to people with cancer and helping caregivers uh, take care of those with cancer.
1: Well, again, the caregivers are a very important part of the process. Obviously, there is no cancer patient who I've met that can say that I went through cancer by myself. There is someone who came along with that individual, supported them, held their hand, wiped their forehead, cooked a meal, did something that aided and assisted that individual along the way. And so caregivers are very important to this process.
0: And if you, listener, are ministering to a person with cancer, you may have a hard time knowing what to do or finding a starting point for that ministering. We want to help with that. Uh, It may be that you're a Ministry may intersect with families and caregivers of a cancer patient, all of whom have varying needs. You already have to be perceptive. Well, we have a resource with ideas that can help you show love and compassion in very thoughtful and tangible ways. We call it creative care. I I think I know the author of this. I think it's a guy named Percy McRae.
1: You know, I've met that guy. He's pretty nice. <laughs> uh, th- this downloadable document is really designed to get people to think outside the box a bit around some creative ways to support individuals with cancer and how to think a little more global with regard to things that maybe are not common thoughts of how we can support individuals and just be a little more creative in our care that we're providing to them.
0: So, as you listen today, if you're able, go online to health, hope, and inspiration.com and download this document right now for your use. Make multiple copies if you want to share. Creative care, it's called, available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. and inspiration.com. And if you uh, are in the car and can't uh, go online to get that right now, just remember health, hope, and inspiration.com. All right, when we come back, a very personal story today on health. Hope and inspiration.
2: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia,
0: So glad you've tuned in today. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepard. And again, that document, Creative Care, is available to you right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Once again, with today's guest now, here's our host, Reverend Percy McRae.
1: Well, I am thrilled and excited today. I have a really special guest. And of course, all our guests on Health, Hope, and Inspiration are special. Uh, this is someone that I, I have a relationship with and I've known over many years and who also um, is is a pretty prominent individual within the faith community himself, and that is Mr. Jerry Rose, who is the former president of TLN TV Network and now the current chairman of the board. Uh, But also he's a former two-time cancer patient, uh, colon cancer and now prostate cancer, that he has been treated for and has successfully survived and is here to tell his story around uh, his experience of being a man of faith, uh, being a man in the public eye and also being a cancer patient. And we're going to talk about the humanity today of being a cancer patient. Welcome to the show, Jerry. It's my pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I'm a cancer survivor. That's the big word. Absolutely. And we praise God for that as you have survived and, and now are thriving and doing well and uh, moving forward in your life. I want to just give a little uh, history, if we can, to talk about Again, you had colon cancer as well as prostate cancer. Is that correct?
3: Uh, Yeah. It was actually
1: about 30 years ago that I had colon cancer.
3: Okay. I I was 40 years old um, and actually didn't even have any idea that I had anything like that. And uh, I went to a urologist and asked a question about, um, about it. He said, well, you need to go to a gastroenterologist to have a checkup. So I did. And uh, at first he didn't find anything Mm -hmm. He said, but that's not conclusive I asked him what was conclusive He said a colonoscopy Okay And uh, so I made the decision Actually, after Ronald Reagan Had been diagnosed with colon cancer And went public saying Get an early checkup Interesting Yeah, so I got an early checkup They did find a couple of polyps One had cancer Okay uh, within three days of finding that out, I went through a uh, major colon resection.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, three months later, went for my checkup. They found another one. Went through another colon resection. Lost another fourteen inches. Lost about twenty-eight inches total. So, I, I uh, my my uh, uh, statement on that is I am now semi-colon. Uh, <laughs> got through that fine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, about I think it was about eight to ten years ago. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, which is common to a lot of men, Sure. and uh, uh, had to deal with that.
1: And, of course, you uh, treated with your can- uh, prostate cancer at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Midwestern Regional Medical Center in Zion, Illinois. And, of course, this program is being sponsored by the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I work for the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and that's how you and I basically uh, met. Yeah, I was accepted at, at uh, the Zion facility yeah. which is an incredible
3: facility illness is never a positive experience i mean it's always a negative in your life yeah but uh, I'm, t- I'm telling you it was as positive of an experience as you can have when you have a life-threatening disease sure. if i had it to do over again uh, i would do exactly the same thing and i recommend it you know i tell people anytime i hear somebody has cancer i said hey you know what You ought to consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America because I really have a deep conviction about that because of the experience that I went through there.
1: Well, and part of that experience, which is where our relationship began, was the fact that uh, at the time I was working as the director of pastoral care and spiritual support. And I had the opportunity to be introduced to you to provide and to bring uh, that element of support to your treatment and your care. We're talking to people of faith, and we know that faith is an important component to who we are and what we are. But there was an amalgamation of good clinical care, but you also were uh, allowed to have the support of spiritual support in a clinical environment. Well, yeah, you were, but... You know, I,
3: I can I can speak with a certain amount of know-how because I went through 42 radiations, and I was there five days a week yeah. uh, with very little time off. And so every day we were there. Every day we met people. Every day I was on the elevator hearing people talk about how they had been to some other clinics and they had uh, – uh, come to cancer treatment centers and what an incredible difference it made, so not only did I experience it, but I kept hearing all of these things from people who also had had gone there, yeah, uh, even
1: your meals were pretty good, yeah yeah, pretty good food <laughs> and for they sure. were very organic I mean everything
3: was <laughs> organic, but they
1: were still good, yeah absolutely <laughs> so let 's transition you're you're you know you're at the time very high profile you've been in the TV business in the faith community, Total Living Network. You've done so much uh, in the Chicagoland area and abroad. I've been on your show several times. And here you are now dealing with cancer. Let's talk about the real side of this, the humanity of being told that you have cancer and how that impacted you and what you dealt with, what you felt. And again, we're not here to to paint any pictures other than the reality of when someone is told that they have cancer, it changes the trajectory of your life, how you think, how you feel, no matter how spiritual you are, no matter how much faith you may possess. That becomes a real moment that you have to come to terms with some things. I want to talk about what happened in your heart and your mind from a, as a believer, as a person, as a human being.
3: Well, I, I think it has to start as a human being, and I, I think it has to start with the natural responses you have to those kinds of things. Because I'm always, quite frankly, a little bit suspicious of somebody who, as a Christian, who always has spiritual feelings rather than just a natural feelings sure. because we're still a natural person. Absolutely. And any time you hear that you have cancer, it's a shocker. It's a shocker to you personally. It's a shocker to your family because suddenly you have lost control. And we like to have control. Yes. Uh, we like to have control of our, of our environment. We like to be able to go and come and do things as we please. But all of a sudden now, y- your body <clears throat> is out of control, yeah. and you don't know where it's going to go. And so that's scary. And so the first reaction that I had was shock, uh, a certain amount of anxiety, mm-hmm. a certain amount of fear, mm-hmm. uh, a, certain amount of, a, a certain amount of dreading, talking to my family about it. Uh, of not knowing whether or not this was terminal, uh, whether or not I was going to be a long-termer or a short-termer. So all of those things come into play in it. And when you first, in my case, when you first hear about it, and I think most people are like this because I talk to people frequently who have cancer and are are dealing with it or some other kind of illness. And uh, so your first response to it is a very natural response. And then as you begin to process it, then you begin to deal with the spiritual aspect of it. Okay. Of Okay, now I have this. Uh, You know, I have prostate cancer. I still am not certain what's going to happen with all of it, but what is it that I know that can give me peace in this? And that's when you begin to deal with the spiritual aspect of being a Christian. And then you begin to ask yourself, I'm facing my mortality. Yes. Do I really believe this? Mm. You know, how how do I really feel about God? Yeah. Because in our daily lives, we tend to start taking things for granted. Absolutely. And we're not, you know, we know sooner or later we're going to die, but we're not thinking about that because we're living. We're living and we have a life full of activity. And now all of a sudden, uh, you're being told there are certain things you have to do Mm. that are incredibly inconvenient uh, that may hurt. Sure. That So you're going through a lot of things that you don't understand, and again, you're out of control. So then you begin to deal with the fact that who am I spiritually, Mm. and how much do I believe what I have been talking about and I've been telling other people about? Do I really believe in eternal life? Do I really believe that I am saved? Do I really believe that there is eternal life? Mm -hmm. And then as you deal with that, then all of a sudden – A different attitude kicks in when you begin to understand, I do believe in God. Yeah. I do believe that I am saved. I do believe there is eternal life. And I do believe eternal life is going to be better than even than this life. But not only that, it's still life. It's just a transition to another form of life. Okay. And I think when you deal with that,
1: then that's really when you can really live. So it's interesting. And, again, I want to back up for a second because there are two key components here that I've, uh, that you've described here. And, I, and I'm, I'm a little familiar with your story, obviously, because of our relationship, uh, is the fact that, number one, and uh, I've learned this over the years in supporting cancer patients, first thing that happens to cancer patients that they must come to terms with is dealing with, again, mortality, coming to terms with their mortality, uh, and, and how one processes, copes, defines, interprets that really becomes a very defining moment for an individual at that, at that particular time. And their priorities change and shift uh, as a result of that. So you, you talked about the fact that you have to really first embrace and own and digest that. You know, this possibly could happen to me.
3: Well, yeah, you have to digest and, and, and uh, uh, own the fact that you could die. Yes. Other people do. You know, in the back of your mind, is someday you're going to, but that's someday. It's not today. And so, or it's not next month or in the next couple of years. It is someplace out there, but you don't, you don't know when it is. And now all of a sudden, you know that it could be pretty soon. So now you, you have to deal with the reality of what that means because there's a lot of things you start having to deal with right. in terms even of lifestyle. Correct. Uh, in terms of, of family. Uh, just things
1: that you were taking for granted. Just for the example. things
3: you were taking for granted. You, you know, you're on, this, you're on this linear journey, and all of a sudden, and it's out there, but you don't know how long that linear time is, but all of a sudden now there's some definition to it. Mm. And so the two things I think you have to think about is how do I, how do I deal with possibly the lack of a future, and how do I deal with what happens after that, a lack of a natural future, and really look at your belief system mm-hmm. and see how you, you own that? I think that's when your commitment to Christ, when you really look at it and you really analyze it, and then you dig down about what you really feel about that, mm-hmm. I think that's when your real relationship with Christ begins to take hold.
0: I'm going to stop it right there, but there is more to this conversation between Percy McRae and Jerry Rose. You will hear it. Next week here on Health, Hope & Inspiration, Percy, thanks for bringing our good friend Jerry to the broadcast.
1: Absolutely. Jerry brings us some insight and a perspective that will really help people to understand that when it's all said and done, we're going to have to dig deep a little bit when we're faced with crisis and when we're faced with mortality to understand what is it that's really upholding us and what will continue to uphold us beyond what we think are important to us today. He is going to continue to help us to understand how he did that in his own personal journey. I
0: really admire Jerry. And you'll hear part two of the interview between Percy and Jerry Rose coming up next week here on health, hope and inspiration, but don't go anywhere. We've got more on this week's program coming up in just a moment. Stay tuned.
2: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person and healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at Inspiration.com.
0: You are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae. And what a conversation with Jerry Rose today. I can't wait to hear next week's edition.
1: Next week's edition is going to be fantastic as we continue to listen to how a man of prominence and and success had to dig deep into the core of the foundation of his faith to ask and answer a very significant question of what will uphold me from an eternal perspective.
0: And he did it twice. Twice. Twice he's gone through cancer.
1: And it's amazing. And again, we need to listen and learn more about how that may be possible for any of us to do under the same set of circumstances. If
0: you happen to join us late today, maybe in the middle of that conversation with Jerry Rose, this program is always archived on the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. So you can go there and listen to the whole conversation that uh, you may have missed today. And then uh, next week, we'll have part two here on the broadcast. All right. What's the takeaway, Percy?
1: Do we believe and do we really trust in what we believe Do we believe what we believe and do we really trust in what we believe? Jerry helped us to understand that he had to ask and answer the question, what do I really believe and do I really believe it? It Takes you down to bedrock, doesn't it? It takes you to the core of, again, the foundation of your thought process. I, I remember many, many years ago, a spiritual mentor of mine asked me this question. He said, what do you believe and why do you believe it? And I had to really pause and think about that. That stops you in your tracks. It really, truly does, because it forces one to take inventory, deep inventory of what it is that is uh, driving the belief system that's within you. And then when it's all said and done, do you hold on to that no matter what else is going on around you? Today's takeaway is understanding that phenomenon that I think every human being should at least attempt to ask and answer for themselves before they're forced to ask and answer that. question. Yeah, I was
0: just thinking the same thing. Hopefully we don't have to wait until we receive a cancer diagnosis to ask ourselves that question. And
1: again, I would love to challenge our audience today to begin right now today to stop and think about what is it that you believe and why do you believe it? And then begin to really analyze and assess, is there anything else that can corrupt or contaminate or cause that core foundation to be challenged in any way that will allow you to walk away from that belief system.
0: As you interact with cancer patients, do you find that they're afraid to ask themselves these types of questions?
1: Well, what I believe happens for most of us, to be honest, is a statement that I've coined and phrased many years ago, a message that I preached many years ago when I was pastoring, Lord, please don't leave me alone with me. Mm. because when we're left along with ourselves to ponder our thoughts and to really take a a 360 degree look at who we are. Paul said it this way. He said that I've learned how to walk circumspect of my life. The word circumspect is a derivative of the word circumference, which it means uh, to walk around on the perimeter and look inward. When we're forced to do that, that's a scary place for many people. Wayne, We're not sure. Uh, We want to be left alone with our thoughts to really sit and think about some things that we kind of casually just kind of slough off or take for granted at the end of the day. Circumstances and situations certainly forces us to become circumspect. Uh, Hopefully, we can become more circumspect before crisis, again, hits our personal lives.
0: Yes, you're absolutely right. Well, this week, we are offering listeners a free download of a document called Creative Care. You know, the demands of daily life can be overwhelming with someone who has cancer. Uh, You know that well because you interact with them all the time. Uh, We all want to be a part of lifting the burden of that person, but sometimes we don't know what to do. This that you've written, Percy, this creative care document, this can help us, can
1: it? It can. And again, we wanted to prod and provoke thought, again, to think outside of the box. Sometimes uh, we just get so stagnant in our thinking that there's only certain things that we can do. But there are some things outside of the box that we wanted to challenge people around, for example, around. Supporting people from a healthy self-image perspective. Cancer patients are struggling with compromised uh, self-imagery, whether it be because of loss of hair or body part or what have you. So we've given some uh, tips that basically would be helpful around supporting people from a healthy self-image. For example offer to treat uh, someone to a manicure or a pedicure oh, or a facial or a makeup demo. <laughs> now, again, I've been on, I've been on the planet a little while and I've, I've, I've had a wife for many, many years. I don't know many women who would not love to have a pedicure or a manicure or a makeup demo. That's
0: a pick-me-up, isn't Absol-
1: it? It's a huge pick-me-up at the end of the day. My wife doesn't have cancer, and she goes every two weeks. So, again, <laughs> I can only imagine, again, if there were some dynamics that, that they were struggling with around their self-image, how that would be helpful. Uh, give a woman a hat or a wig or a scarf as a gift as they experience hair loss uh, with treatment. Encourage patients and families to get involved, obviously, with support teams. Give a gift certificate to a spa or massage. These are just a couple of things that we're challenging people to think outside the box with around support.
0: Yeah, we can't uh, list them all here, but they are all in the document, which you can read and download right now free of charge at healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's called Creative Care. It happens to be this week's resource. There are other resources there as well. So look for them all at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Com. Percy, I always enjoy our conversations together, and next time, don't forget, uh, you're coming back again to talk with Jerry Rose further about his cancer journey.
1: We are, and we're going to continue to learn more about the path and the journey of digging deep into the core of one's faith. All right, one
0: more time, Psalm 91.
1: Psalms 91, verse 1 and 2, our spiritual nugget for today. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the of the Almighty. I will say, verse 2 of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust.
0: Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America.
2: If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia,